0: One of the things that I really like to talk about in science is how people think. I'm a total visual thinker. Everything I think about is a picture. I
1: am a tapestry thinker. See, I love the idea that in science you go really deep on something. Like, I go really deep with understanding mosses that live in the canopy. And I don't want to lose that depth and that particularity of understanding those mosses. Um, And I don't think an artist wants to lose the depth with which he or she can create an oil painting of a tree or a forest. But when you put those together, when you weave those together, when you provide a loom that can hold both the science and the art, I think you come up with a different image than one could do without the other.
2: Scientists need to find uncertainty and doubt. They need to find that comfortable place where they know they don't understand.
3: If you sit in that space long enough, the answer comes. We're using the cosmos as a large laboratory to measure fundamental properties of physics. And that is why I do it. And I I just love to see what are the underlying laws of nature at at the most basic level.
1: Looking at what seems to be nothing and finding that it's actually galaxies of stuff, maybe life even. And that's how I feel every time I bring a scientist into a prison or to people who don't have scientific backgrounds that When you point a scientist to a prison and you say share what you know and listen to what they might be thinking about or asking about your topic, you might find this rich galaxy of understanding.
2: My strong suit was uh, my development of a capacity to create accurate models of things in my head.
0: Got to deploy the satellite absolutely reliably. and you've become the expert at the world. I couldn't believe your client list. Well, thank you. You're launching these things for everybody because your stuff works. I'm very concerned about some really creative, really good students just getting screened out. And a lot of the visual thinkers for thinking up the really innovative ideas are uh, playing video games in the basement. Maybe they have an autism diagnosis or some other diagnosis, when they ought to be end up like you, doing something really hey, cool.
2: Amen to that. Well, and I think that one thing that we haven't done well as a society is communicate to young people how much creativity and actually do-gooding is in the world of engineering and STEM. That, you know, we we talk about if you want to help people, you have to be a nurse, or you want to help people, you have to be a human rights lawyer. But the amount of impact you can have as an engineer is exponential.
3: Paul Leran, this is the Launch Operations Manager. The Launch Team wishes you good luck and Godspeed. Thank you very much. No, it'll be a good
0: one. You know, you look at something like going to the moon. Why was this important? Well, every school kid was turned on to that and wanted to study science. The most fun stuff I've ever done is sitting around with guys who are trying to figure out how to build something, how to invent something that's solving problems.
3: You just mentioned the key word fun. Yeah. We can it get is fun. people to realize that this is a whole lot more fun than a video game.
2: Absolutely. We have this history in our society of winner takes all, you know, the science fair, who's the best of the best. But what about all the triers? What are we doing to invest in the triers?
3: I hope other people listen and they can realize this stuff doesn't take genius. It just takes focus, concentration, a little work and a little humility and a a whole lot of being wrong a lot. And write occasionally, and we can create a better place if we can open up our institutions to that kind of thinking, diverse thinking. Respect everybody's idea.
0: But people spend too much time fighting over stupid things.
3: It hasn't happened in this discussion.
0: <laughs> How do we solve problems, Dale, and make the world a better place to live? You do, and you get it done.